Oh no. Um, okay, and let me just double check. Where are you located? Are you in the East Coast? Yeah, I'm in New York. Oh wow, I'm in LA. Oh cool. Yeah. Um, what part of LA are you in? Los Feliz. Oh cool. Okay. Do you like it there? It's okay. Um I'm probably gonna go back to West Hollywood because mm-hmm. it doesn't pass the creep test. Okay. <clears throat> what's what's the creep test? Well, like I dress kind of like slutty all the time. So sure. like, when I walk out doors, I don't want people to bother me still. Right. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not doing it for male attention. You know what I mean? So I'm doing it for me. And mm-hmm. um, so like the other day, this dude like passed me and he was like driving slow, slow, slow. I know he wants to talk to me, but I was like, no. And he did that for like about a block. So I finally look at him. And he was jacking off. And so I had to duck behind the car. Oh, my God. So stop looking at me <laughs> and drive off. That's horrifying. Yeah, so I'm moving. Yeah, <laughs> as you should, Queen. As you should. Um, well, yeah, on that note, welcome to Ono with Anna Campion. Uh, it's me, your host. I'm Anna Campion. And I'm here uh, with, the, with the lovely Camille, who um, inspires uh, men to do atrocious things. So... Uh, Hello, Camille. How are you today? Hi, I'm well. Um, luckily, no man has jacked off in front of me thus far today. Huge. So it's, well. it, it's early yet. <laughs> it's, it's 1130 your time. So fingers <laughs> fingers crossed all the creeps are um, asleep by now yeah. before their nocturnal activities. Um, so yeah, Camille Corbett, um, tell tell my tell my audience about you. You live in Los Angeles. Uh, you uh, your current neighborhood doesn't pass the creep test. What else is relevant to know? Um, like I'm a writer, performer, um, producer. I um, have worked on numerous like shows as like an assistant and as like a staff writer. Um, my most recent show was Dad Stop Embarrassing Me on Netflix. Nice. Um, and yeah, I love being in the comedy space and on Twitter, like I'm very much known for telling horrible stories about myself that have happened to me and everyone is super engaged by that. Well, then boy, <laughs> do I have a podcast for you. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw your podcast, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for me because all mm-hmm. I do on Twitter is talk about my weird little life. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, we welcome weird little lives here on... um. Oh, no, no, with Anna Campion. Um, yeah, you know, this is, yeah, this is a podcast all about, you know, embarrassing. And also, I mean, embarrassing being an umbrella term for just generally kind of like absurd and situations where you're kind of like, now, how did this happen? So do you feel like, I mean, you know, do you feel like you get in a lot of those, do you feel like that happens to you a lot? I mean, obviously you talk about, like you talk about that's kind of stuff on Twitter, but like, do you, cause sometimes there are people who are like, I don't know, I just like, you, you sometimes I think there are people who um it's like they always attract like weird situations and are kind of always like thrown into them and I wonder if you think that you're one of those people I am one of those people but I also go searching for it too because I'm a okay. writer I'm always there for the story so like if I see something weird I'm like I'm not gonna go away from it I'm gonna approach it so I think that sort of like morbid curiosity makes you the sort of person that gets into a lot of bullshit because like you see the red flags but you're like let's see how bad these red flags can get yeah like let's <laughs> let's, let's push it 
let's yeah, see let's how see. <laughs> let's see how much damage we can do here um yeah i think um yeah i mean i think that's like a, the only way the only real way to live um, <laughs> to sort of throw yourself into i mean you know within reasonable caution you know nothing but it's you know i feel like especially after the pandemic i i think there's going to be a real resurgence of like saying yes to things that you never thought you'd say yes to um, yeah or and, being overly prepared for things that you want you know mm -hmm. like i recently went to this like weed event that my friend like made and it was literally like the bougiest weed event i've ever been to but like the thing that marked me was like, I was like, everyone is dressed so nicely. Everyone put so much like effort mm -hmm. to their appearance. Like when they're actually ready to go somewhere, they like are ready. You know? Yeah. 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 It's like, no one's going to be late anymore. Everyone's going to be like freshly showered yeah. and perfumed. That's the crazy part. Cause I used to always go to parties like an hour and a half late. Mm -hmm. And now when I go at that time, everyone's already there and I'm yeah, like, yeah. at the start of the party. Like normally I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm a very like prompt person. And again, like within reason, like if someone's like, oh, pregame at my place starting at seven, I'm not going to show up at seven. I'm not a psychopath, but I do, I do like to be prompt. Um, and so I feel like that uh, will serve me well in this. I mean, if this, I don't even know if it is post pandemic. Cause I know in LA, the Delta variant is getting, a little crazy over there with all the uh, yeah, guys having to mask I mean, up again. Two people I know have COVID. Oh, shit. It's kind of crazy. But two people who didn't believe in COVID that I know are two people that have COVID right now. Mm. I think, like, when everyone stopped wearing masks, it suddenly was revealed who wasn't vaccinated and all of them started getting, you know, COVID. But, like, it's on them for not wearing a mask when they were unvaccinated. Right, yeah, I mean. You should wear a mask when you're unvaccinated. If you are afraid of the vaccine, always fucking wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't, you can't, you know. And I get it, like, I and I, and I mean, I there are also like a lot of people who have like good reason to be skeptical about the vaccine. And there are a lot of people who, and I mean, like, I'm not one of those people, but like, um, and there are people who like legitimately can't get it because of varying health conditions, but it's like, okay, well you should wear a mask because I don't want to give you COVID. I don't want you to get COVID. Like, yeah. I don't know. I had like a rough time with the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I low key don't know if I should have taken it, but <laughs> like, yeah. I like out for like two days. I threw up. It was like really intense. I was just like, should I have taken this? But I mean, I took it at that point. So yeah, I think, well, and I don't think that's an uncommon reaction. Like I was out, I mean, I was out for like a day after I got my second dose. Like I was, I was out of commission. Second dose was brutal. Second dose was tough. Um, I was, I was, I basically just slept the entire day, the day after. Um, but you know, that's all right. That I took, I took off work. I watched some TV. It was all right. I know they talk about like how effective these vaccines are, like because I got Pfizer. Mm -hmm. I still think they need to still be working on it <laughs> to be less harsh. Yeah. That's not normal. When I did my HPV vaccine, I did not feel that way. <laughs> yeah. No, me, me neither. That Gardasil that I got when I was like, I don't know, 14. <laughs> um, so uh, you are. Um, 
smoking, which is awesome. Smoking a, a joint. Um, are you an indica or a sativa girl? Indica. I used to be sativa, mm -hmm. but like one time I was like breaking up with like my ex mm -hmm. and I was on sativa and man, like I was like jittery and like yeah. I was anxious and I was like, I should not feel this way because yeah. I'm very assured in what I'm doing. And also it would give me anxiety when I drove on the highway over bridges, I would think mm -hmm. I was going to die. Like, yeah. so <laughs> fair. that's totally fair. I was like, okay, it's time to switch to Indica and Indica is like more like the traditional mm -hmm. weed high, you get the munchies, you feel a little bit groggy, mm -hmm. but I'd rather feel like that than anxious. Yeah. I, I calm than anxious. Yeah. I unfortunately, um, can no longer smoke weed, um, mainly because it makes me insane. It makes me an insane person. It makes me extremely paranoid and it makes me extremely, um, it gives me a lot of eco anxiety. Like I get really stressed out about the environment and then I can't sleep oh, yeah. and it's just is never enjoyable. Um, like I remember there was this one time when I got too high and it was, I was in my friend at the time's bed, just like staring up at the ceiling and we were like supposed to go to a party. And then we didn't go to a, the party. Like one of my friends like talked us all out of it. And I was so high. And I remember just staring up at the ceiling, like, this is not fun. <laughs> and just like being like high out of my mind and like staring up at the ceiling and being like, I'm anxious. We're not even going to this party. These people aren't that fun. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. So after that, after a couple more uh, times of that, I think I've actually talked about it on the podcast, but one time I got so high in uh, this person's bed that I literally had like a panic attack and made, made them walk me home. And then we weirdly, we did never hooked up. <laughs> weirdly, weirdly, that was the nail in the coffin for probably um, they thought they couldn't get consent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, no, no, he, he is such a nice guy. <laughs> he he is so lovely um and i you know i mean i i am now an an out and proud lesbian so it uh i guess it doesn't really matter in the long run but i uh it, you know super nice guy but i was just remember being like Gee, i absolutely fucked that i i totally fucked that up but you know whatever yeah that's how my um best friend lost the hottest dude like he could like he's ever interacted with mm -hmm. too like, high he was no, he was too drunk. Yeah. I was just like, he can't fuck you like this. Mm -mm. <laughs> and he shouldn't. And he shouldn't. <laughs> and if he does, then he That was your mission tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, no, that was what happened with this guy. It was like my mission to hook up with him. I thought he was so cute. And then we, you know, we're making out and then we're back at his place. And he had this like three foot tall bong. And I'd never take cool. and I'd never taken a rip out of a bong before. And so he was like, you don't, don't do the whole, whole thing. Like just do a little bit. And so I was like, okay. And I tried to do a little bit. I took the whole thing accidentally. And so I like, couldn't move my legs. I, I it was, it was, um, that happens my yeah, that sounds horrible. Like I yeah. can't imagine like being like paralyzed like that, but I've seen, I had a friend paralyzed by weed. I thought he was being dramatic, but mm -mm. it's like, it, it's like literally like I couldn't control the muscles in, in my legs. Um, I mean, like I can take like a hit or two of a joint i think in a very casual way but i can't really like smoke weed with any um 
intensity anymore. I can't get high or stoned per se, but it is, but you know, I drink and, and I, you know, I really support weed and weed culture. I just can't partake in it. I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a weed community ally. (laughs) I'm slowly becoming part of the weed community. It's kind Mm -hmm. of fun. Like I've been like working with like weed brands now and it's kind of cool because like I'm very interested in like the cannabis industry and Mm -hmm. like obviously in California, it's so, you know, prevalent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely something good to, I guess, be getting more girly weed smoker like stuff happening Mm -hmm. like usually when I go to like weed events it's like a bunch of dudes rolling these crazy ass blunts you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's and it's like they don't have like anything cute out or anything like that they're just giving out random shit and like the first girl weed event I went to was so nice and so interesting and it's like weed is like a really like you know it's an industry that has loads of money so it could look nice people are just choosing to make it look ratch <laughs> <laughs> trying to stay true to its roots getting yeah. getting what what was it's like you get the gatorade bottle and then the socket yeah. and yeah oh yeah what is that called again gravity, gravity bong. bong yeah that was that was uh testing i can't believe i inhaled plastic into my lungs i know <laughs> i know and i never had fun with it but I, yeah, in Turkey, when I lived in Turkey, I made one. Um, I was like doing like a Fulbright in Turkey. I was like mm-hmm. teaching at a Turkish university and I bought weed from um, one of my students. He was like a Kurd and um, he gave me a grocery bag filled with weed. And so I made a grab- So kind. Some glass wine bottle, something because I was like, it'll be safer mm-hmm. than whatever, you know. And I smoked out of that in a bucket for like most of my time in Turkey, out of that grocery bag. <laughs> and <it's> just- <laughs> that's a that's an ins- I wonder if he had to like get rid of it. And he was just like, she seems cool, she won't rat me out. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, my. I was 21 when I mm-hmm. did that. So yeah, I was like the same age as some of my students. Some were younger, some were older. And it was an interesting experience. Like I dated one of my students. Like some of my students were like some of my best friends. It mm-hmm. was like weird because we were the same age. Right. I would not recommend. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe never want to teach again. <laughs> that's, that's really, I have a friend who actually, um, she um she got accepted for a Fulbright um in Chile but then the pandemic happened and so she was yeah she was down there for a couple of weeks but then they sent her back up sort of indefinitely like she's still gonna do it at some point but they're just kind of waiting for it all to calm down but I mean it seems like a really so many perks yeah it's like you're like a like it's like you're an extension of like the foreign service of the United States, but you like work for like the state department and like whatever country you're at, mm-hmm. that's who's paying you. And it's like kind of like cool. You get to go to the ambassador's houses and do all these like cool, like foreign service things. And it's just, you know, it's an unforgettable experience. So I feel bad for them, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll happen at some point. She, she, it was definitely a lifelong dream of mine. So I imagine yeah. it would be 
first too. Yeah, <laughs> so no, I she she worked she she worked really hard to get it, and um, it's I mean she's gonna be awesome it's at really it when it happens. It. That's right. Yeah. After all that, yeah, <laughs> I know. I was she. It was funny. She texted me like when she had already landed in the United States. Like, so I'm back. It got like canceled indefinitely. And I'm like, I mean, like I'm glad you're back because I'm excited to like hang out with you. But like, that absolutely fucking sucks. I'm so sorry. Yeah, for Turkey, we could have went back a second year, but then the coup happened. Oh yeah, was sad, but like not that bad. Like mm -hmm. as you know, what it could have been. Yeah, that's um, that's intense. I mean, it's just it's it seems like an amazing experience, but definitely like an intense one as well. Like you, you know, like you said, an extension of the foreign service. So that's no um, that's no pussy shit. You know, <laughs> that's it's it's intense. Yeah, it was definitely like my lifelong dream to do it because Sylvia Plath was a Fulbright scholar, and they, right, I was like, I love her. I love Beljar. So good. Yeah, I love that book too. Fashion book. Frankie Shaw is doing it. Isn't that crazy? I thought she got canceled for showing her titties to an actress. Who? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Frankie <laughs> Shaw, the creator of Smilf. She's making the Bell Jar into a TV show. I think a TV show. That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, because you know she was like a model in that, and then she's like, you know, I can yeah. see it as a TV show. Right. Whatever. But she got the rights to it. Wow. Crazy. Because it happened after she sort of like got me too. Right. Um, huh. Oh, yeah. I know who this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Her show got canceled because she had like so many like HR violations that they couldn't even do the tax credits on her show anymore. It was like, kind of crazy. <laughs> I know. I'm it trying to. I remember seeing the Smilf ads, which maybe is how I know her, but I feel like I've seen her in other stuff. But maybe I'm just. Maybe she just has one of those faces. I don't know. I'm a fan of her for sure of her work, but like mm -hmm. obviously, like there's a lot of people that've been me too who I'm fans of their work right and it's like what do you even do in that situation do you stop um consuming their art or do you separate the art from the artist it's sort of like Kanye's new album I'm so torn do I listen to it or do it or do I not like <laughs> Kanye well yeah I mean I think um for me I guess for me with the me too stuff like it um I mean I don't know I think it's really interesting like the terminology like oh someone got me too because it's like they didn't really get me to they like sexually assaulted yeah they like either sexually harassed or assaulted or you know god forbid anything else you know they they brought it upon themselves sort of thing um so especially um and i mean you know it happens and i mean like for example like i had a i had a like a twitter mutual who was like a, a buddy of mine and um i had and then this uh one of my other friends was like he was super creepy to me and um dms and he sent me you know he he was just really creepy and uh he was super aggressive and you know just kind of said you know he was doing creepy guy shit in dms and so i'm like okay well like he's done then to me like it's just like okay you're done because like you're 
And and I mean, you know, it's oh, a conversation. There, though. Mm-hmm. That's why so many creeps abound. Because people hear like slight things like DMs and then they're like, oh, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. Until they hear they actually sexually assault someone. And then mm-hmm. the other people that is that's when they. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are ambivalent to sexual assault because they may feel like they have done it previously. And they're like, yeah. so is it that big of a deal? Because they have done it previously. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think, um, yeah, I think I think there's absolutely truth in that. And I think it's just like, I don't know. It's all, there's all a lot of nuance, but at least with the Kanye stuff, I just think Kanye is like on a, a quick path to nowhere. Just like a lot of self-destruction I think is happening in his life right now, just based on like, I don't know how things are going. Like the fact that he's probably not going to get any custody of his kids. Like he, um, even cause his last album is, was the, um, I forget what it's called, but it was the Wyoming one with like the, I'm, yeah, I, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome or whatever. And I like a couple of songs on that album, but like, it's not It's terrible. Yeah, it's not a good album. And so I just like, he's not having the same critical or commercial success as he was in like, I mean, even early aughts. Yeah, or even like since- um, Watch the Throne. What was the one after that with- um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. There's so many (laughs) Well, I'm thinking of the album that had Black Skinhead on it. That was- Oh, Jesus, that's my favorite album. Yeah, I think that was the last one where I think people really liked it. That was my favorite album he's ever made. Mm-hmm. I think I liked um, the one with like Famous. Mm-hmm. That one, the orange one, I forgot what the, the name of Oh, that. Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo with like Ultra Light Beam, mm-hmm. 20 or 30 hours. I love all those songs on it. And then the fade with Tiana Taylor's music video was iconic. I think that was his last good album. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I think um, that was definitely his last good album. (laughs) Yeah. And then I feel like since then, well, and it's interesting because he's such a talented producer. Like he just um, produced um, industry baby. Yeah. Which is, I love that song. Like that song rocks, but he is so I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, it's such a shame to see someone like that talented be so unwilling to take care of themselves in order to like preserve that talent and to preserve themselves. You know what I mean? Every time I've met someone that's worked for him, I've not liked them. Really? How do you mean? Just like I'm, I work in Hollywood. So like either people will introduce me to them one I met through their manager the other like I met just like at a dinner with like a bunch of mutuals Mm -hmm. it was like a Shabbat dinner Mm -hmm. and every time just like we have not had that connection I like am not someone that deals with fake intellectualism right um or like self-hatred just for the hell of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) right yeah (laughs) it's not a vibe for me and like I think that they're just like copies of him, and so I feel like if I ever met Kanye West, it would not go well. I think it would be very scary. I I don't think I would like meeting him at all. I think it would be super intense, and I think I would just kind of be like, like eyeing the exits the entire time to make sure I can make a run for I it. You know? I would enjoy my company. <laughs> yeah, it's like 
Well, yeah, he would, uh, I don't know. He, I don't know. He'd say something where I'm like, well, I remember he went to speak at Oxford mm-hmm. and like they knew he was a liar. So they fact checked his whatever long rant he was able to do because they asked him to speak. And he, of course, just went on a logical rant <laughs> at Oxford. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they like, I think, got like 70 things that he like said wrong. Yeah. It was kind of ridiculous. It was kind of funny <laughs> when they listed everything. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> And he did that at Oxford. <laughs> I, I, kind of funny. I love seeing public figures lie like that because ultimately, like, I mean, so, like, for example, like, I really didn't enjoy like the whole Trump administration when Trump would lie about a bunch of bullshit because it actually like affected like the nation. But like, when people like Kanye West, go to speak at Oxford or whatever and just like say a bunch of bullshit, it's like, okay, well, like, it doesn't really matter like it doesn't it's not changing anything and so to just the fact that they have to lie it's like what i wanna... I don't think he was like lying more so just telling fake facts <laughs> oh well like, yeah yeah sure 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 different check him and be like this is wrong have you ever interacted with like a like a pathological or like a chronic liar yeah me too. They're they scary. Libras. <laughs> Libras. Yeah, I've dated a Libra. No, I... Um, I went to high school and college with a pathological liar. Um, uh, I didn't. Thankfully, I was peripheral to them for all those years, but we were connected enough that I would hear about everything. Some crazy shit some crazy shit this this person basically orchestrated um i mean so so many things uh they once claimed that they went to the vmas in high school and then sent around this picture of them with john mayer but it was very clearly photoshopped like it was like It was like, so it was like, you know, John Mayer on the red carpet at the VMAs and say the lights, say it's like the light source is like the way it's coming in on me now on like the left side of of my face. It was like the light was like a completely different color and coming in on like the right side of her face, like right next to it or right next to him or whatever. So it was just like, you'd see like the edges of where like she cropped, like you, like it was a very, you could tell like where the other picture was taken, like in that it wasn't taken there. Like it was, and Everyone's like, haha. She's like, no, I did. She once claimed that she was on the junior Olympic swim team and that she got in a bus accident that killed one of her friends. And then my, one of my friends was like, mm, let's fact check. Um, and he was indeed alive. And she claimed he had passed away. That's so hilarious. It was, um, here's the thing. I, in, I don't know, 10 years, 10 years, um, when it comes out that this person has committed like treason to the United States or something like that, like, I will not be surprised. You know what I'm saying? Like when this person is, is committed of some like huge scale, convicted of some huge scale crime 
Madoff. <laughs> yeah, literally. No, no, no. Something crazy like that. Like some sort of like corporate espionage, some sort of like, I don't know. I don't want to say like serial killing or anything like that. Cause I don't know if that's necessarily her jam, but like definitely something in that realm of like screwing a ton of people over, like really ruining She's people's lives. Gone girl. Hmm? She's going to be like the next gone girl. I mean, she, the, she's not, the thing is, is she's not low key enough to be gone girl because like, there's now too many people who have been witness to her crazy, but, um, I, it's going to be something crazy. Like it's going to be something insane. Mark my words. I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll quote tweet the article and I'll be like, I called this, <laughs> but I don't know. It's so that's kind of like, I feel like, I feel like, and yeah, Kanye, it seems more like he just is sort of like unwilling to like change his mind as opposed to being like a liar per se. But like, he does have that energy where like, you can't, it, it seems like you can't really engage with him at all in any meaningful way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like talking to him would be like being talked at instead yeah yeah and then and you'd be like trying to follow it and then all of a sudden he'd be he'd be at first you'd be like I really like your sneakers and then all of a sudden he's going on this whole thing about how like I don't know like Jeff Bezos didn't actually go to space or something like that and you'd be like okay Um, and you'd be like having to like track all of the stuff alien that's why he's bald (laughs) <laughs> could be oh i'd buy it i'd buy it he's so I weird as an alien a super promiscuous alien yeah <laughs> be fun be yeah um hmm. trying to think of any other fun questions <laughs> or fun embarrassing stuff have you ever like i mean you know you've talked about like I don't know, being, being in Hollywood and stuff, but like, um, I don't know, like, I just kind of want to hear about your embarrassing and crazy stuff because you, you get, I mean, we, you already talked about, you know, some guy being a fucking creep at the top of the, at the top of this episode. So I don't know. I feel like you have more. Yeah. I definitely have loads of embarrassing stories. Yeah. Probably my most embarrassing story was like when I was like an assistant and I was like um, dating this dude who was like a writer on this show that I was like a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so you were an assistant on a different show. Yeah, on a different show. Okay. We weren't on the same show because that would be kind of weird. I yeah, feel like. it'd be like unsettling almost. But I know people that like who um, date their assistant, but I think they like dated them before and then just made them their assistant. Right, right, um, like a David Dobrik thing. Is that what he does? That's what uh, his ex-assistant, that was like their situation. I think is they were dating and then he became like, she became his like assistant. I feel like that's weird. Yeah. And she also has like. Later to you. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, for a fact, she has like all the dirt on everything he's done. And it's like, he, he, he's, you know, he's violated the Geneva Convention. Like, you know. Man that seems hyper unsexual is always the biggest creep. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg. 
you think I, I have no idea I think Mark Zuckerberg is probably well one on the topic he's also an alien but I think he's a creep too and maybe not maybe not a creep in like a pervy creep but I think he's I think he does like slightly weird shit that like you almost you're like I don't even know if this is sexual harassment but it felt bad like you know what I mean like Mark Zuckerberg though I'm a sapiosexual anyone that's like super intelligent I want to fuck them unless they're ugly like I wouldn't want to fuck like Neil deGrasse Tyson (laughs) um Mark Zuckerberg is uglier than Neil deGrasse Tyson no he's not are you serious He's a nice body. Did you see his ass and his surfers? Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> but anyway, so you you're so we're gonna move past that quick. <laughs> so you're an assistant dating this writer, and he works on like one of your favorite shows. Um, yeah, and you know it was really tumultuous. Whatever. He was just like a really bad writer and he hadn't, he didn't have a personal sample. He just like worked his way up to like producer level of a show. Oh, wow. (laughs) But without having a personal sample, I'm someone that's like very prolific. So I was like always writing. Mm -hmm. He was like get pissed about that. And he drank way too much. So whatever. like a winner. I know. So like I break, like I break up with him because he pissed me really off. He implied that I was a whore. And, like, you know, I low-key kind of trash his apartment because I was like, how dare you call me a whore? But What's then, your like, sign? Uh, I'm a Leo. Okay. What's yours? I'm a Scorpio. Oh. But I'm a Leo rising, actually. Oh, wow. I'm a Capricorn rising. Mm. And what's your moon? <laughs> um, I'm a Sagittarius um. Um, this is a weird combo. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of um fire energy, and then with that with that earth at the end there. Um, wait, so your birthday's coming up, or has it already yeah. passed? August fifteenth. August fifteenth. Okay, well, happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, twenty-seven. Oh my gosh, how exciting! Um, but yeah, I was like dating him. He was also a Leo. That's probably important too. It was too much. Yeah. Leo men are the worst. Every time I date a Leo dude, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like always like a horror story. Yeah. Um, and then basically, I don't see him for three months. I was just like, fuck this dude. But then I get bored. I'm like, I miss hanging out with him. And so like, <laughs> like, like friends maybe. And so we like start hanging out. And then he's like, oh, I'm like, dating like this girl like and she's black and she's like darker than you so I'm even more woke and I was just like what <laughs> and I was oh, like tell me you dated a white guy without telling me you dated a white guy <laughs> I know I was I went to say to that um but like she found out that we were like being friends or whatever and she got very upset and I guess he couldn't take it because he was just like, oh, we're not that serious or whatever. But they've been seeing each other for like most of those three months. I haven't. Been right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he was like sort of gaslighting her or whatever about it. And so. Again, uh, tell me you're dating a white man without her. telling me you're dating a white man. <laughs> yeah. He, he broke up with her. And then immediately we just like start like having sex because I'm like, we're both single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like. So one day I come over and I'm wearing like nothing but like a trench coat or whatever. 
and um love it and then we start fighting <laughs> like crazily oh no like, crazy start fighting and then i leave in nothing but like a negligee to make a point and then she was outside mm. like the in in his bushes like of his, in front of <laughs> Partner, and I was like, I saw her, and I was just like, oh. Does this guy? Probably this What's this guy's dick like that he's that he's it's able to get exactly. get the girl in the bushes? Well, I, I don't understand. Christ. I like she's crazy because his dick was not that great. <laughs> I mean, something's something's. He's a very nice person. Mm. Is he? Then, is he like, like charming? Yes. Mm. But um, yeah. So she and saw so you coming out dressed run. in a negligee. Yeah, and she was there, and I run to the door. I'm like beating on a bit, like mind you, I just like cussed him out and left in a spectacular fashion. So he didn't want sure. And I was just like, she's out here learning, because <laughs> <laughs> it was so terrifying. I was like, get your like, girl, come get your girl. She's out here. <laughs> and she came in like the door or whatever when I came in. And then she like confronted him about the oh situation and being like, is this the sort of girl you like? And I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I just started like, he had like some edibles on the table and just started eating them. <laughs> He's like, I can't raw dog this shit. I gotta get something in me for this one. I was like, this is too much. And she like asked all these like sad questions or whatever. And then, like, she had to go, and we were both there because I was like, I'm not leaving. She's her. like, uh, I'm about to be late for my doctor's appointment. We're, we're not done. <laughs> but, yeah, no, she still, like, bothered him until, like, we even broke up. Like, I'm sure, like, maybe they're together. Maybe she wore him down. But <laughs> I don't even know. But, like, it was insane. That? That's crazy. That's just crazy that, like, she was the one – who saw you in the I know she was stalking us she knew mm -hmm. what my car looked like I have a yellow car so mm. it's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> that's um that's really it's intense I'm really sorry that happened to you it, it yeah. is funny but it I am sorry it happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was interesting though like because I wasn't harmed it's funny now and even at the time I was like cracking jokes I was like you don't want him. He's obviously a liar. I yeah, guess yeah. He, he was a pathological liar. Because mm. he would like lie to her about like what was happening with us and he would just say he was like trying to make her feel better, but I'm like, who cares? Like she Yeah, I mean her. you want a stalker? Men are that desperate for attention, they let stalkers in their lives. You know how many dudes hit Hot on me? Take. Think I'm gonna let like a fucking stalker around me. I think that's why dudes let crazy girls around them. I, I feel like it's normal. I've even, even seen like celebrity dudes that allow crazy women, like clearly like mentally ill. You think like a female celebrity would let a mentally ill, like obviously mentally ill, like man be around them. Right. Like, them. They just like the attention. That is true. I do think, I do think it's that sick. is true. Well, yeah. and I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me to comment on it because I haven't dated men in I'm screaming four years <laughs> but I know I know I got out I got but listen I did my time I I gotta say I tried so hard to not be a lesbian like I tried really hard to be at minimum bisexual and it just wasn't 
wasn't clicking for me. Couldn't do it. So, um, so I've dated crazy boys and I've also dated a couple crazy girls and, um, crazy girls is both are tough. Because like a girl can hit you. If a dude hits you, you can call the police. It's weird yeah. if a girl hits you. <laughs> well, thankfully, none of them, thankfully, I never, I've never been hit or thank God, like I've never been physically hurt by any of my uh, significant others or partners or whatever. But um, I have the one really crazy guy that I dated was cheating on me the entire time we were together. And I had to pick him up from the police station um, at like two in the morning after he got arrested for like drug dealing at art at co- in college. Um, and then when we were driving back to campus, um, I like looked down and he just had like a bajillion texts from this girl that he had been cheating on me with. And then like, so that night or maybe the night after, like after I like made sure he was fine, like uh, I broke up with him and he pulled the whole I'm going to unalive myself what? if you break up with me. And I was like, wow, you're cheating. <laughs> well, I said, I don't think you're going to do that. And then I broke up with him and up. lo and behold, he's still here. He's among us. <laughs> so, but whereas like the craziest girl I've dated was just kind of like clingy and a little gaslighty at the end, but I kind of got out before it got too bad. I hate when people are clingy, even though I'm clingy. Mm. <laughs> I, um, you know, I think there's a balance and I think a lot of that balance comes with like age and experience. Um, but I don't like, the thing is, I don't want to, I, I like it when there's a balance in any relationship where it's like, it, you know, obviously it doesn't always have to be like 50, 50, like, well, I asked you to hang out last time. So like, you have to ask me to hang out this time, but like, I don't want to feel like I'm always either chasing or I'm always responding. You know what I mean? I like, I like it a little give and take, but that's just me. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, wow. Run out in a negligee right into his ex. Who'd have thunk it? It's traumatizing. Because yeah. she would like message me on Instagram and she would always be looking at my story and stuff. And it's like, she's trying to imply that I'm a, like a thought by saying that kind of girl and saying I'm slutty, whatever. It's like kind of rude. And there was like also like an age gap I should mention between mm-hmm. me and them. They were like 30, 31. I was like 24. Right. Okay. 23. So it's just like, you can't call me a whore. No. (laughs) You fucking bitch. I'm a child. I'm a child. You can't call children whores. (laughs) It's not even like a child thing. It's just like, you're going to call a young woman, another young black woman a whore. (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything about you. Yeah. I'm like relating to you on like a normal level being like, I saw how he was gaslighting you. I see it. I like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) She sounds, uh, she sounds like a peach. She sounds like a peach. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah. So Um, illogical people, I have to, you just have to cut illogical people out of your life. If they can't see logic, then it's like, it's none of your concern. (laughs) I agree. I, I agree with you. 
I think, um, yeah, at a certain point you gotta be like, listen, I'm not changing this person's mind and I don't have the energy to put into not changing their mind. To charge my laptop. Oh, well, well, um, I think we're about to wrap up anyway, but I'm glad you got in before it died because I want to give you an opportunity to plug yourself and to make sure all my uh, listeners can follow you and keep up with all your work and stuff. Okay. Um, you can find me at the witty girl on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you want to see me on TikTok, be super weird and thoughty. <laughs> I'm at the witty girl 94. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, that's great. Well, so what, well, number one, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been, yeah. it's been a hoot chatting with you. It's been super fun. And, um, uh, yeah. And I will grab, uh, your mailing address from you to send you a couple stickers as a thank you. If you're comfortable with that, if you're not, that's totally fine. But if you are not Camille and you're listening and you would like stickers, there's a super easy way to do that. And it's either to join the Patreon three bucks a month. You get stickers whenever there's a new design and you get access to, um, exclusive video content of the episodes and, um, of certain episodes, I should say. And then, um, or, uh, if you can't commit monthly to a Patreon, I totally get it. Times are tough. Um, I also have a coffee page. So if you donate to that, I will also send you, uh, stickers. Other than that, we are at Oh No The Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to follow us there for little clips and stuff. Um, you know, Oh No With Anna Campion. If you're listening, you, you obviously know where to listen to us. But um, if, uh, if particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a, a rate and a review because it boosts us in the algorithm. And so that helps uh, more people listen to us, which is great. Um, and then... I, you know, if you want to follow me, your host, Anna Campion, I'm at I am the Campion on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so follow me there. And then other than that, uh, yeah, that's that's really all I got for this episode. But uh, Camille, thank you so much again. And um, I hope uh, you don't run into any more uh, stalkers or people who are jacking off while you walk around. Inshallah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big time. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone. I'll catch you on the flip. Huge thank you to all of my amazing patrons. Grace Murray, Alana Coleman, Kira Sears, Jillian Townsend, Schaefer Nelson, Clay Moyhan, Haley Pregnall, Caroline Phelan, Stephen B., and Davidson Norris. You guys are absolutely amazing. You're the reason that this podcast can keep going. And if you want to be just as cool as them and also have access to all the White Claw review videos, then definitely please go and join the Patreon link in bio. Ono's theme song was written, performed, and recorded by Katie Stahl and Mackenzie Haight. And the amazing cover art was done by Devante Burse, uh, at Vante Burse on all socials, at Designed by Devante on Instagram.